you're doing pretty good. What place should I call now? Maybe Carter Three. I want you to put the word out there. We back up. Understand me? We back up. Trey, East Finals are done. Wow, that was that was something. That was an emotional one. That was that. I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, you obviously know I was pretty hyped. And there was, you know, there's a mix. There's a combination. First, let's get at the obvious one: the Miami Heat or the Devil Incarnate. They are Satan Spawn. They are. The worst franchise on earth, I think. Very little of them. I think um, Pat Riley is basically the worst human being I've ever, you know, I've ever just like known of its existence. Like I, just, I just really don't like this this franchise. I hate you know Chris Bosh. I hate LeBron James. I hate D Wade. I hate Mario Chalmers. You know, shout out Rock, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. I do, you know, I like the, I like the Kansas Jayhawks. And, you know, Mario Chalmers is a legend for that. But still, fuck Mario's Chalmers. <laughs> I hate Udonis Haslam. I hate everything about the Heat. You know, they, 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 they put the Celtics through the ringer. 2011, they cheated us. D-Wade, you owe me. <laughs> you owe me for, for, for Rondo's elbow, bro. And again, 2012, they cheated us. D-Wade, you fouled Rondo. You fouled him. <laughs> that was a foul. We all know what I'm talking about. Game two. I think it was, was it game two? It was it was game two. Rondo had 44. He should have got fouled. They should have won that game. They should have won the series. But whatever. They didn't. That's two series they took from us. 2020 they took from us. Like I just hate this team, guys. Like I don't like them at all. And even more so than the Lakers. I don't know why, but I don't really have a huge hatred in my heart for the Lakers. I think that kind of went away uh, after the passing of Kobe. Uh, really, I just, you know, when Kobe, like, that was really it for me. I don't really hate anybody on the Lakers or even really involved with the Lakers anymore. LeBron. LeBron, I gotta have a I have a uh, respect-hate relationship with him. But anyway, we're back. We're, we're talking about why the Miami Heat are scum. <laughs> I don't like them, and I just, I really don't like them. I don't even like this incarnation. I don't like Jimmy Butler. I don't, there's nothing really to like about him. I've hated, I really dislike Jimmy Butler since Chicago. Uh, that Chicago series they played in 2017. And I just don't like him. I don't like his game. Shoot a three, nigga. Like, why, why don't? Why can't you shoot threes? <laughs> why can't this nigga shoot threes? I don't get it. But anyway, man. That, that, I mean, that was why. I mean, it was really very much a you get the monkey off your back kind of series in a few ways. Obviously, beat the fucking Heat. And after four four straight ECF losses, bro. Four straight Eastern Conference Finals losses. These guys finally, finally get back to the finals, man. 
and I think it's a lot of validation. There was a lot of validation, you know, you know, personally for me, of the belief I had in this group, the belief I had in Tatum, the belief I had in Smart, the belief I had in JB, the belief I had in Horford. You know, shout out fucking Al Horford, man. Al Horford came here 2017 because he saw he had a vision he saw a, a franchise that was dedicated to winning a franchise with a fan base that was passionate remember he came here in 2016 after beating us he had just sent he had just sent the Celtics home and said hmm I kind of like I kind of I can I can see myself here you know like he saw the vision before really there was even a vision <laughs> to even have because you know up to that point they're just kind of this little upstart you know little upstart you know franchise that could you know they didn't really have much going on which is it smart kelly Olynyk. you know there wasn't much here there really wasn't much and al 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 is really the rock to me of this era we don't get this done without him. Just point blank here. We don't get this shit done without Al Horford. Uh, when he got when he got back, I was very very excited just for that reason alone. I mean, this guy is as important to this franchise to me as KG was. Seriously, I mean, if you look at the stats, I mean he's creeping up there. Uh, I think I looked the other day, he was top five in Celtics postseason history and bus, uh, box plus minus. Just when he gets, when it gets to winning time, man, this guy is as solid as it gets, man. This is a guy who in his 15 year career has missed the playoffs once. He's missed them once. He's won two NCAA titles. I remember thinking when I, I remember I I remember in 08 man in 2008 uh, his rookie year he took the Hawks oh not you know it was him and Joe Johnson but he, he really balled the fuck out his rookie year versus a 66 win team that that Hawks team had no business winning even a game versus Boston they took him to seven. I was a huge part of that. <laughs> he was a rookie. I think he averaged like 13 and 10 as a rookie. Can you imagine being a rookie? You're going up against three Hall of Famers. And you're not backing down, bro. He was talking shit to Paul Pierce. And I hated him <laughs> at that point. I hated this guy. I hate this fucking guy. I was like, who does this, who does this nigga? Who is this little fucking... Not little, but who's this guy that he is talking shit to Paul Pierce? <laughs> And I held I held a grudge for for a very long time because of that. <laughs> I was forgiven, bro. I was forgiven. Now you deserve. Al deserves this the most, man. Al deserves that one the most. But yeah, this is this is just like I said. As I was saying, this is validation for all these guys. This is validation for Horford. This is validation for the oh JB and Jason Tatum can't play together. You gotta split them up. 
Maybe they should go and trade for Ben Simmons. Oh, maybe they should go and trade for James Harden. Or Damian Lillard. Why don't we trade Jalen Brown for Carl Anthony Towns? No disrespect to these these other players. These are all very good players. Damian Lillard, great player. James Harden, great player. Carl Anthony Towns, great player. Ben Simmons, I'm not gonna disrespect him, but he ain't no great player. But Jalen Brown is different. <laughs> Jalen Brown is not regular, bro. I mean, yeah, he, does he have his flaws? Sure. Can, can the handle be a little tighter? Sure. Can the off-ball defense be a little better? Sure. But where else are you gonna find a guy like this at that age who can? Guards, he can still guard, bro. This guy can guard. He can guard point guards. He can guard wings. He can guard bigs. Uh, I was very impressed with the way uh, he handled some switches when he got on Bam. He 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 gets he gets uh, feisty down low and post denials. Like you are you are not going like if he is down there on a big he's going to fight tooth and nail to make sure that big does not get that fucking ball. He showed it earlier in the season he had that highlight play where he got switched on to Joel Embiid and he just denied the shit out of him for damn near the entire shot clock. And, you know I appreciate that I appreciate that about JB. I appreciate the fact that you know when his handle wasn't tight this series you know what he didn't do he didn't just say oh i'm not gonna attack no more he still he kept attacking right you know what i mean and the you know, turnovers are gonna happen whatever uh but for me i, I don't ever want to see a guy stop being aggressive because of that i can handle aggressive turnovers you know turnovers because you're trying to make a play happen you know uh, careless turnovers or you know lazy ones where they're like you know some of them, you're just throwing a, a stupid pass. Those, uh, uh. but you know, it, it, a turnover because he's you know trying to get into the teeth of the defense, whatever. And they knock the ball loose. Sure, whatever. That shit happens. Uh, you gotta be stronger with the ball. Yes. You gotta be a little bit smarter in your attack. Yes. Um, someone pointed out on Twitter. I, I don't know the, the handle. Um, I did retweet it, but uh, I'll try to find it later. But some, you know, someone pointed out a very key uh, observation in Game Seven, where JB kind of made this uh, either uh, post Game Six or post Game Five. Sometime within that time frame, uh, he kind of readjusted the way he was attacking. Whereas, you know, usually he's going off stationary and a stationary drive, and he's just going full tilt. Uh, you know, he putting his head down full tilt. I'm going and going to the rim. Where this time is, he makes an initial drive, backs up, waits for the second defender who is going who, who is going to reach, uh, waits for him to reach and recover, and then he, as soon as they recover, he is going downhill, and he beat guys off the dribble left and right in game seven, man. They could not contain him. He figured it out, and that's the thing I always appreciate with JB is he's going to figure that shit out. You know, he's going to figure it out. He's, he showed us this his entire career. He's going to figure it out. He figured out the handle, mostly. He figured out the jump shot. He figured out the defense. 
uh, shoot, he's, he's gonna figure it out. He's all he's shown us this since his entire career. He's getting better every year. He, he you know, what I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just what is, you know, his his mindset. He has a growth mindset of I'm going to get better and I'm going to keep attacking. And I don't think a lot of guys in this league have that same mindset. I don't think that's a mindset you can teach. I think that's a mindset that you need on the championship team. That's why I think he's perfect for this team. That's why he's perfect to be the number two on this team. Because we got a real we got a real deal fucking number one on this team. <laughs> We got a fucking dog of a number one on this team, bro. J- JT is the real fucking deal. Uh, you know, he's passed every test with flying colors. Every test with flying colors uh, in this run. In his career, really. I mean, fuck. You talking about a guy who came on the scene and made a name for himself, bro. You talk about Jason Tatum. You talk about Zero, bro. Nigga needs a nickname. We need Jake. Why? Why don't Tatum got a fucking nickname? I know LeBron. LeBron tried to give him one. He called. Try to call him the problem. I kind of like that because he's a problem. He's a problem. But I mean, that's not really. I don't think that's a really great nickname. You know, JB has juice. Uh, Smart's got you know the Cobra. He's got Smarf. Time Lord's got Time Lord. Uh, Al's only got one, but. Can't really, you can't really give Al Horford a fucking nickname. <laughs> what are you gonna fucking call Al Horford? <laughs> uh, I used to call him Diet Tim Duncan or Walmart Tim Duncan, but that's not really a nickname. But whatever. But anyway, JT is that guy. He's that fucking guy. He, uh, he is. He is that fucking guy. And um, yeah, he passed. He passed every test with flying colors. He didn't have the greatest shooting night in uh, Game 7, but I don't give a fuck. Game 7, you gotta be the fucking clip. I don't give a fuck if you go 8 eight for 40, bro. <laughs> if you... You know what I mean? You were, what, 9 for 21, 26 points. That's a good That's a good Game 7, bro. That is a good Game 7. And Marcus Smart, man. What more can you say about Marcus Smart that you, that you ain't gonna... That you ain't already say, bro. What more can you say about this guy? This guy, you know, I said Horford is, you know, the personification of this era, but well, Smart deserves that uh, title as well because he's been here longer. You know, Celtics never missed the playoffs with him. They've been good every year with him, good on defense every year with him. You know what I mean? Like, this guy, bro, we, this guy guts out wins he gets hurt gets back up never never fucking quits man that's just you know and, and those three the, the the three guys the tatum brown the smart man i just i just have always really felt like if you have a, a group of two-way guys like that it's just really hard to not to not get to this point it's hard like it it, it would be hard for the Celtics. To uh, have never, you know, for this to uh, for this finals run to never occur. If you have three guys like that and they're healthy, you're going to make a run. You're going to break through at some point because you just you just are. Like it's just too the, the game of basketball, the way it works. If you have two way players, 
you're going to win at a high level and you're going to do it consistently. They've done this time and time again, bro. We've seen this in 2018. You've seen this in 2018. You've seen this uh, in 2020. And now here in 2022. These three, when you give them the keys, they will give us fucking magic, bro. These guys are just so good. <laughs> like, when they all had, they all had 20, 20 points, 5 assists, and 5 rebounds in Game 7 versus Miami. That's ridiculous, Brent. That's just... You know what I mean? Like the the level of uh, responsibility that these guys can shoulder is really impressive. Uh, I just I, you know I got the world of respect for these guys. I, I really do. As a as a fan, these guys have you know I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna be uh, disappointed if you know they don't finish the job or whatever because this is you know this has already been. To me, as a fan, this has already been a rewarding uh, experience to see them uh, really prove to the world that these guys can win. Cause you look how they fucking did it against man, and you can do all the whole oh they they got lucky with injuries, but give me a fucking break. I don't go fuck who got hurt or whatever. They beat Kyrie, they beat KD, they beat Giannis, they beat Drew, they beat Jimmy, and they beat Bam. I don't give a <laughs> who was hurt and who was out like, those six niggas were healthy and those six niggas got beat straight the fuck up they got beat I don't care if it took 10 games to do I don't care if, if, if they won two series on the seven I don't give a fuck they won <laughs> you can do all the qualifiers you, you want they beat their opponent did their opponent beat them no <laughs> I don't care if it took seven games. Uh, the 08 Celtics won seven games with two fucking vastly inferior teams. And guess what? They still want a fucking title. <laughs> At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how long it takes you to do it. No, the title still counts, right? Okay, the series win still counts, right? All right, so let's 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 not uh, you know take any waste any more fucking breath talking about shit. <laughs> that may or may not have happened if someone was or was not healthy. Because you know what? We can do that with the Celtics too. We can do that in 2010. Or we can do that. Okay, let's actually know. We can do that in 2009. <laughs> we can do that in 2010. We can do that in 2011. Let's see. We can do that in 2017. IT hip explodes. We can do that in 2018. Corded Hayward ankle shatter. We can do oh, again. Kyrie knee infection. There's all these, all this fucking shit. 2020. Kemba. Gordon again. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say fuck Gordon Hayward because it's kind of rude just because the guy got hurt. But fuck Gordon Hayward, bro. That guy stole money, bro. He stole money. That guy, that guy got a max deal. It was no, it wasn't worth shit, bro. I can't believe that shit, man. That's another thing, bro. You look at what the, what uh, Tatum Brown and Smart have done, uh, and you realize that they were doing it with max players on, you know, on the inactive list, bro. They had not, they had max players not giving them shit, and they were still doing it. They were still winning. So, you know, at the end of the day, you do you, 
yeah, you might have injuries, but you still gotta win with what you got. You gotta, you gotta dig deep and you gotta win. So, I mean, hell, even this run, the Celtics Time Lord, uh, his, you know, his, that guy's been healthy for two fucking games <laughs> in the playoffs, and, and it was in the Eastern Conference Finals, and for like two games, he had a really, really good impact, and uh, the rest of the playoffs, you can just tell he just was not the same guy he was in the regular season. Um, and they're in the final. Guess what? <laughs> Marcus Smart has been hurt this entire run, and they're in the finals. Yeah, so, so the injury stuff doesn't really, um, it doesn't move me. I think you just got to appreciate uh, what this team has done. You got to appreciate the way they've done it. 6-0 and after a loss this, this postseason, bro, that's ridiculous. That is a insane number uh insane stat right there and that's a that's a shout out to yudoka most definitely uh you know i i, I really enjoyed the stevens era i thought he was a really great coach thought he did a lot of great things we constantly were top of the league at defense there are some really good offensive years too i, I think that gets kind of shoved under the rug 2020 they were top uh over the top four, I think they were fourth in offense and sixth in defense, or it might have been switched. It might have been switched around like that, but they were a very good offensive team, uh, like this one. Um, but they just didn't have the uh, the depth. But Yudoka has really has really given us an edge, man. Yudoka just gives them a, a confidence edge, like, and it's more like it's one of those things where it's just like I also feel like he. He and his staff are just so quick to figure out, you know, what their advantage is and what their disadvantages are. They're going to figure that shit out. I feel like that. I feel so very confident in, in them figuring that kind of stuff out. And on the fly, too, in, you know, either in the middle of games or just in the middle of a playoff series, they've been really, really good at doing that. But, uh, you know, no dis- disrespect to Stevens. I just don't think... You know this run. Well, maybe maybe this run does happen if Stevens is here, but you know you don't know. You don't know that. I just think Yudoka kind of figured something out with this group. Uh, he hit the right notes. He hit the right um, tenor. You know, he got the right you know the right tenor and the right uh, demeanor, and his and his the way he in his voice and the way he approaches the team. It's a you know you know from what you can t- from the outside looking in. Uh, you can tell he's demanding but respectful. You know he knows what these guys are capable of, capable of, and he's not accepting of anything less than what they're capable of. And he wants even more than that. And that's that's what you want out of a coach. You want a guy who's gonna push you, who's gonna push you to be great, and you know, you hold you accountable. And you know, at, at times you can sort of feel like Stevens kind of took the world, the weight of the world on his shoulders. And um, that was admirable. That's an admirable trait in any kind of leader. But uh, as a coach of you know athletes, you want someone who's going to push them, and some guy and a guy who's going to be uh, not a drill sergeant all the time, but <laughs> kind of a drill sergeant, you know. But you know, it, it, and also the whole you know former player aspect, the fact that he's black that you know that that all helps that all you know blends into this mix of 
a guy who is kind of the right coach for this group. There's a lot of good pieces here, but Steve, you know, Stevens is not without, you know, uh, he put, he had his hand in this too, cause shoot, he's the fucking GM. So obviously Brad, Brad deserves a, a tremendous amount of credit. Even he developed Tatum Brown and smart, you know, he developed these guys. He got Derek White here. We're not, we're not in this position in the finals if Derek White's not here. He brought Al Horford back. We're clearly not in this position if Al Horford is not here. You know, he, in a way, in the, in the way that Danny Ainge, uh, who also deserves credit here, you know, uh, in the way that Danny Ainge kind of didn't, wasn't able to find those missing kind of link, linking pieces, uh, linking linking pieces. Sorry, uh, Brad kind of did that off rip, bro. Like that, that's you know that was really impressive. That's a really impressive first year. But hey, like I said, you have to give credit to Danny Hange, bro. You have to give credit to Danny Hange because I mean, you look at who's getting playing time. It's Celtics draft picks picked by none other than Danny Hange. Jason Tatum, third overall pick, Danny Ainge. Jalen Brown, third overall pick, Danny Ainge. Marcus Smart, sixth overall pick, Danny Ainge. Grant, I think, what, 21st overall pick, Danny Ainge. Uh, Peyton, uh, late first, I don't know what number, sorry. <laughs> Rob, 27th pick, Danny Ainge. Daniel Tice, signed by Danny Ainge, undrafted. Al Horford, Originally signed by Danny Ainge, like that. This is basically this is as good of a uh, endorsement of everything that Danny did. This, this really is. I mean, yeah, he made his mistakes. He missed on some guys, whatever. He didn't pick some guys, whatever. Uh, guess what? He did pick. He picked Jason fucking Tatum, Jalen fucking Brown, and Marcus fucking Smart. <laughs> so. <laughs> At a certain point, he can just tell everybody to go kiss his, you know, go kiss my ass. Cause I did my fucking job. <laughs> I give him, I give him a ring, bro. If we, if they win this championship, I give him a fucking ring. No doubt, no doubt. You gotta get a ring if they win. But you know, this is really, really, really special. Uh, and you know, we're gonna talk about the finals uh, in uh, great detail. Don't worry. I just wanted to uh, really just, you know. Rather than focus on the, you know, the X's and O's and the, the matchups or whatever, the finals. I really wanted to talk about the season and the group. And you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really thankful as as a Celtics fan that I don't have to worry night in, night out about if I'm getting a good basketball product. You know, I'm not a fucking Kings fan. I, it's been, it's been what twelve, you know, twelve years since the last finals. But come on, it's really not that fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad that we had to wait 12 years. All right, it's not that bad. I, I love I love championship basketball. I love I would I love to see uh, you know Celtics competing at that highest level. But listen, they're always fucking good. They're going to be always fucking good as long as they have Jason Tatum. As long as they have Jalen Brown, they're going to be really good. They're going to be in this conversation every year. And you know uh, we should be grateful for that. We should we should be appreciative of that fact. Uh, yeah, this might not happen again next year. You know, you never know. But I know that uh, as long as those guys are healthy, they're gonna have a chance. They're gonna have a a say in that matter. If they're healthy, they're gonna have a say, and they're gonna have a fighting chance to beat anybody. 
They have proven over this run that there is no talent in this league that is too much for them. There's no talent in this, and let me say that again. There is no talent in this league that is too much for Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. No, no singular talent in this league that's too much for them. They can beat anybody. They can beat anybody. And you know, they proved it. I hope they go prove it again for Golden State. Can they? I don't know. We're, you know, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, you know, coming up soon in this next segment. Uh, but yeah, shout out to the Celtics. Let's fucking go. I'm so hyped, man. I'm so fucking hyped. I have no idea. Go fucking seas. This is clearly what everybody really wants to hear is finals talk. Finals prediction. Who's going to win? Who's going to craze that Larry O'Brien? Who's going to cement their legacy? Can Steph get a finals MVP? Can Tatum get Banner 18? Uh, I'm, I'm at a point with the series where I don't know if I can really you know confidently say who's gonna win i think these is uh as far as you know recent uh nba finals go this is one of those toss-up ones i think like, this is one where i don't know who's got the advantage here i really don't because you know, on one hand you look at golden state's offense and you know there's this ever you know shifting kind of flowing monster in there like they can do a lot of different things, you know. Steve Kerr, uh, I've joked on Steve Kerr and his coaching a little bit uh, over the past, but he, he, at the end of the day, the, the culture he's built there is so self self sustaining that it's just so it's very impressive what he's done over there. He's got everybody to buy in into that system, into that culture, into that. We're all going to be a part of this. We're all going to have a say in our own destiny. The whole strengthening numbers thing is not just a phrase for him. It's an actual way of life. And I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that. And it works. <laughs> there, you know, I mean, there, there are, they are 18 and 0 in the Western Conference playoffs when Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson are healthy. 18 and 0. They've not lost a single playoff series in the West. That's insane. That's that's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. Okay. And I'm pretty sure they've only played like one game seven. Two, actually. It was uh, OKC and Houston. I don't think they played another. I don't think they played another game seven in that run. To me, that's very impressive. That's very impressive. But you know, this year, you know, they got all these two pieces. They got good veterans. They got rookies. They got Clay back. Jordan Poole is amazing. Draymond's fucking tossing the ball all around, spraying around, finding guys. Steph Curry's doing his thing. This is a tough team. This is a really good team. Uh, and on the on the flip side, you got Boston in this absolutely staunch 
fucking brick wall of a defense that just can do anything. They can play drop. They can switch everything. If you want Al Horford to go and fucking chase a nigga, he can go and fucking chase a nigga. Robert Williams cleaning up shit left and right at the rim. Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. Tatum and Brown are doing their thing. Tatum is locking up one-on-one. He, he took, he looked Katie right in his grill and said, I'm taking your lunch, your fucking lunch money, nigga. <laughs> you know how many guys, you know how many guys in this fucking league have ever taken Kevin Durant's lunch money like that? Not only taking his lunch money, but then gave him fucking buckets on the other end. You know how many guys have done that? I can't think of one fucking guy in this league who's done that. Like Tatum did. That shit was amazing. Maybe Giannis? Is Giannis? Giannis? No, Giannis can't even. Giannis wasn't even guarding Katie. He was giving him buckets. He can't. But he wasn't guarding Katie. Tatum was locking that shit up. Kawhi never locks that shit up. I watch every time I watch Katie and Kawhi go. Katie puts up forty on my nigga head, bro. You know, Tatum is that dude. <laughs> like I said before, Tatum is that guy. He's a fucking problem. I'm sorry. He's a problem. But yeah, this is a really interesting matchup. Um, I'm interested to see. I, I think the big headline is going to be the uh, Golden State offense versus the Boston defense. But I'm interested to see how the Golden State defense and the Boston offense performs. Because I think these are two uh, sides of the You know, these are two sides of the ball that I think kind of uh, get... Um, uh, overlooked here, and you know, Golden State's defense has not been like fantastic during this run. They've really gotten by through the playoffs on their offense being absolute supernova. Uh, Denver, they had a 114 offensive rating. Uh, Memphis, they were pretty good defensively, but I don't know how much you can kind of attribute that to job missing time and again Dallas 112 defensive rating they just torched them obviously so I'm interested in that because I, I just I look at Golden State and yeah they were the second best defense in the league of course they have the capability of getting stops and you know, Gary Payton Jr. or sorry, Gary Payton the second, because <laughs> Gary Gary Payton the first has two Gary Paytons. <laughs> there are two Gary Payton the seconds, and a Gary Payton Jr. I think is what I don't I don't know the whole fucking thing, but <laughs> Gary Payton the second, uh, he is a big he's a big help for them, but. But I look at Tatum as a, like I said, he's a problem. And I think the problem is that he is bigger than a lot of their best defenders. He is stronger than a lot of their best defenders. And he is quicker than a lot of their best defenders. Um, he's a different matchup than Luka. And let's be honest, Luka still got, Luka still got his, man. Lucas still got his. Jokic got his. You know what I mean? You can get yours. You know, I, I am intri- intrigued 
to see how Boston uh, attacks that. I think I don't really want I I I don't want them to go to the Luka route where you're just kind of trying and trying to pick on Steph Curry. I think that's gonna be a, a dead end. I, I got kind of sick of the Celtics matchup hunting uh, in the Miami series. I think. Well, I got to think of the way they were doing. I'm not gonna say matchup hunting is bad because they were getting good offense anytime they they attacked Max Truce. That is 100% fact. The problem is when you spend 20 seconds of the shot clock trying to get a matchup, and the defense is saying we're not giving up. You know, so I think uh, you gotta get more creative. I liked so you know in, in game. Um, in game six, when they were kind of coming back, the Celtics were like, okay, so you're not giving up this matchup or you're going to double Tatum. So we're just going to put the ball in Derek White's hands. We're going to put the ball in Marcus Smart's hands. And Tatum's going to set a screen. And we're going to get good offense that way because we have two guys who can handle the ball, create dribble, drive pressure, and create rotations that way. And Tatum is going to get the ball at some point, And he's going to get a good look at the three or he's going to, be able to create dribble drive pressure on his own because you can't you know you're scrambling you can't send two at him when you're scrambling now the defense is on their heels you know you're playing they're playing in rotation and i like when the Celtics get teams in rotation i love it i think they get great offense consistently when they get teams in rotation they were amazing in the regular season when tatum got doubled 119 offensive rating when Tatum got doubled by the end of the regular season. That's elite offense. That's really good offense. They, you know, that I, if the Warriors are going to send two at him, I like their chances. And if they don't send two at him, I'm not sure Wiggins. Shout out to Wiggins. He he he's really improved. I'm not sure he's a fucking Tatum stopper. I'm sure I'm sure he's really improved. I mean like. He's good, but he's not a Tatum stopper. I don't really think there is one in this league, to be honest. There are guys who are playing well. But at this point, you know, a stopper? No. He's gonna get he's gonna get his at some point. You know. Yeah, Wiggins might be able to make a hard arm, but I don't know. I've watched you know, I, I always watch these Golden State Celtics matchups when every year when they play, and the Celtics give them they give them they give them hell, bro. They give them hell. They, you know, they're the only team in this era who has a winning record versus Golden State. So that's got to count for something. But to the Tatum point, uh, I was watching the some games they played last year, and last year means absolutely nothing in regards to the two completely different teams. Yada yada yada. I know. I was just kind of wanting to see how Wiggins was guarding Tatum. How well he did, and man, like I, I be watching Tatum against these guys, and it's just like he doesn't even see these guys. Anyone of the worst, like even Draymond, he doesn't like if Draymond comes on home on a switch, he's rising up <laughs> for the top and put and putting and putting a three in his face. Like it doesn't matter. I just I, I'm not sure who on the Warriors here has a prayer. And on the flip side, I, I think the Celtics have as good of a shot as anybody in this league to slow Steph Curry down with Derek White and Marcus Smart. Uh, shout out Derek White for what he did in Miami. He was 
absolute dog on those screens, man. That guy was absolute crazy. Like, man, if we had Derek White in the bubble, bro, god damn, that nigga would have helped so bad. <laughs> I really appreciate Derek White. Uh, I think he's going to be big in the series. I think, you know, Gold State's going to try to hide guys. And I think the fact that they are a little bit, you know, they have a little bit of a, a they had a little bit of a test in trying to hide the guy, hide their guys, and uh, make sure that you're not going to get an easy one on one with Steph Curry. He's going to show and recover and whatever. That's a little bit different this time. It's a little bit different. You know, you can show and recover on Dorian Finney Smith because he's not going to take you off the dribble. You can show and recover on Reggie Bullock. He's not going to take you off the dribble. Uh, you know, the difference is with the Celtics is they put their guards into different kinds of uh, screening actions. And, you know, Marcus is going to slip those. He's going to slip. He's going to get in the middle of the floor and he's going to act like Draymond. That's a different kind of pick and roll assignment than Steph Curry was playing in the Dallas series. He wasn't playing a guy who was going to be a pick and roll release. Spell. He was playing a guy who's going to be a spot-up shooter. And on the flip side, Marcus Smart might just say, okay, I'm going to take you one-on-one. Screw a screen. I'm just going to take you down low to the post and make you work, dog. Same with Derek White. If these guys are aggressive, then Steph Curry's going to have to work. He's going to have to work on both ends. That's the, that's that's a big key. Same with Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, if you're going to be guarding... Like that's the thing with the Celtics. There's not really many places to hide per se. You can hide a guy off Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but the Celtics have a lot of aggressive, aggressive offensive players. I mean, they don't have you know the per, you know perfect offensive players. They don't have a, a Jordan Poole on the bench, but they have guys who will make plays. Who you know who are not just going to stand around and wait for something to happen. They have guys who are going to make something happen. And that's a different kind of uh, threat there. And like I said, Jason Tatum is good off ball. Jalen Brown, good off ball. Luka Doncic, not really good off ball. Not a guy who is uh, an active threat off ball. He does a lot. He's James Harden in, you know, the, a white Slovenian body. He really is. I mean, and that was a good practice. Like I said, it was a good practice for the matchup hunting. I just, I just know Boston is going to come at it from a different angle than Dallas did. I think that uh, that film in Dallas is going to have to be kind of thrown out because this is a different team, different team. Now, with that being said, there is going to be a, you know, a lot of. This series is going to be riding on, on the health of Robert Williams, rightfully so. He's a very important piece to the Celtics, and he's going to be a really important piece uh, defensively here and offensively. Though so I think more importantly, at least in this one, it's going to be uh, the defense. Uh, the fact that you have a guy who can clean up mistakes versus a team whose entire offense is predicated on the defense making a mistake. Robert Williams is that guy who can clean those up. 
if you can clean up enough of those, you give yourself a really good chance to walk out with a Larry O'Brien. I think if he is 80%, they win this. They can win this series going away. And by going away, I mean like six. Because this is the Warriors we're talking about. They're not going to go out without a fucking fight. But if he's not healthy, it's going to... I think, I still think, you know, Celtics can win it. But it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. I think, um, I'm interested to see how the Warriors guard Jalen Brown. So in Dallas, they put Draymond on Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is not Jalen Brown. But it was a, it's an interesting uh, kind of philosophy of... Okay, yeah, Luca's gonna get his, but we're just gonna shut off the, the number two. Because if the number two ain't going, then that means the number three has to do more. And the number four has to do more. And that is not, you know, where you wanna be as a team. But I think Jalen Brown is kind of. I, I think he's the kind of scorer that is gonna be able to shake free of that kind of matchup if that does happen. Uh, I do anticipate seeing Clay on him. I, me personally, I like that. I want J. I want JB to have that uh, speed advantage, even on the wing. You know, pool, pool is gonna get. He's gonna get hit like a motherfucker. You know the. My actually, my, my most interesting question here is, what is Kevin is Kevon Looney's role in this series? How does he fare? Can he stay on the court? And if he can't, is there a small lineup viable versus a team with two wings who like to get in the paint? Is that a viable strategy? I don't know. These are questions that gotta be answered. I haven't I, I, I can't see the future. Obviously the game the series hasn't fucking started. <laughs> but you know, the Warriors small lineup has dominated through the throughout the playoffs. I think they're at plus 15 net rating so far which is very fucking good but boston boston presents a different challenge they present a different challenge than dallas they present a different challenge than memphis they present a different challenge than denver so a lot of the numbers you know it may not fucking matter at this point because you know just a different it's it's zero zero it's a new series new team new expectations so it i'm not sure how well that fares but i think that's going to be a swing point a swing point in this series uh louis really did well on switches versus luca uh if he can do the same versus tatum they got a chance but here comes the but i just i just don't see those same things that were slowing luca down slowing tatum down because, yeah, okay, he can guard Tatum on a switch. But can he guard Tatum in, in uh, you know, in space when he doesn't have the ball? I think so. And if that's the case, is Draymond just going to be guarding a three-point shooter? If he switches out, because Tatum can just say, okay, I'm going to park right here in the corner. JB, go, go cook. You know, and he's not, and the Warriors aren't going to have a rim protector. And on the flip side, if you're playing, 
you know, with the small lineup, it's just Draymond as a rim protector, and I think Tatum and Brown are gonna be like, oh, okay, no Brooke Lopez and Giannis? Alright, let's go, you know? I think it's gonna be interesting. I think this is gonna be a really interesting series. A lot of good questions. Um, like, seriously, a lot of good questions to talk about in this series. I, I'm really quite curious to see just how well Steph plays in this series. In this series, because this, this is gonna be a tough, uh, a tough matchup for Steph, bro. He's gotta go against Marcus Smart. He's gotta go against Derek White. It's tough. That ain't easy. be a tough series for him uh if jordan Poole can help him out then he's gonna be really he needed he's gonna jordan Poole's gonna be needed here he's not a luxury anymore he is a necessity if jordan Poole cannot stay on the floor defensively they're fucked but you know you gotta play the games i'm excited for this finals man uh listen I, i'm picking season six just because it's all green everything all the fucking time you already know that <laughs> it's all green everything man but I really don't know what's gonna happen in this series I'm, you know I'm, I'm, I'm not nervous but I'm just I'm excited because this is gonna be good basketball it's gonna be you know an unstoppable force versus an immovable object type of shit bro can be epic. I, th- I think there's no way this series is not gonna be one of those classic ones where we look back and be like, wow, that was a really good fucking finals. But, anyways, um, thanks for listening. Uh, you know, uh, it's been a little inconsistent during the playoffs, but listen, man, this, you know, this is this is it. This is the finals, man. I, you know, I had to. I had to show up for the fucking finals. I couldn't leave y'all hanging for the finals. It's been fucking twelve years, dog. Last time we was in the finals, I was in middle school, bro. Last time we was in the finals, I was fucking what 13, 12 years old, man. This is this is like I said, we're not the fucking Sacramento Kings or you know some other franchises. You know, twelve years ain't that long, but hey. This is special. This is really special. Celtics, you know, they earned this shit. The Warriors, they earned their shit too. These are the two best teams in basketball. Let's go. Go seize, baby.